Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here, diving into another week in Exodus, and we are reading through Exodus and looking at chapter 32 right now. And I just want to give a shout out, and I'll explain it uh, after the reading. I want to give a shout out to my son Levi who just turned 25 on Friday, and I forgot to give a shout-out to him in the podcast. And then tomorrow is one of his older brother's birthday. Jake will be 32. Wow. So happy birthday to Levi and to, to Jacob. And just uh, what a joy to be their dad. So I praise God for my kids all the time. And this passage kind of has something to do with that. So let's look at it. And uh, boy, my kids are going to be wondering what the, what the heck are you talking about, Dad? All right. So we're in verse 11 of chapter 32, continuing to want to encourage us to be in God's word. And so here we go. But Moses implored the Lord. So okay, let me back up. So God is really upset the people. He says, right, look, they've turned away from me already. It's only been 40 days. They've turned away. So they, were, they made a covenant with God, and they're already breaking it 40 days into it. And so Moses now is going to plead for the people to God. All right, so but, both, but Moses implored the Lord his God and said, Oh, Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand. Why should the Egyptians say, with evil intent, he bring them out to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from your burning anger and relent from this disaster against your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, or Jacob, your servants to whom you swore by your own self and said to them, I will multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and all this land that I have promised. I will give to your offspring and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord relented from the disaster that he had spoken of bringing to his people. Now let's back up a little bit up here when God says, and the Lord says, Moses, go down for your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves, right? So... When God's talking to Moses, the people are Moses. <laughs> Moses talking to God. Lord, the people you rescued from, right? So, and it is God that does it. It is <clears throat> interesting to say the least. So, some things here to think about, and maybe this will help us even as we deal with <clears throat> with people, right? And we're all people. Uh, and we have to deal with people. And as parents, we deal with children. And as grandparents, we deal with grandchildren. And so all that, right? People are people. The thing about here where as a, as a parent, there are days when you might look at your children or child and say, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. And, and you want to give up. 
But we have to have this uh, Moses moment where we don't want to give up. We, we can't give up. Quitting parenting is not an option. We need to stay in the game. We need to stay in the fight. We need to you know, stay the course. And one of the biggest parts of ministry really is, as parents, is discipling your children. And it's it, you have your good days, you have your bad days. And here Moses, after 40 days, with God, in the right on top of the mountain, mountaintop experience of, this is like the mountaintop experience of all mountaintop experiences that a human will ever encounter. Moses is having it for 40 days. And now it's, he's got to leave and go down to a people who God is really mad at. Matter of fact, he's so mad at them, he wants to just destroy them. That's how mad he is. So his parents sometimes, I'm not going to use God and Moses as a mom and dad here, but I, I am in a sense where Moses comes to the rescue of the people. Is God testing Moses? Or to think of it, let's just think of it this way. When one parent is ready to give up and the other parent says, okay, let's let's remember where we've been, right? Let's remember where we've been. And so Moses reminds God that how he rescued these people. He reminded them of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob or Israel. And, and it's not that God needs a reminder. So I think there's a test here for Moses, but that we as humans, like Moses, often have to be pushed and tested so that our character can grow and our resolve can grow. And so when you're being tested as a parent, when you have toddlers, well, that's getting you ready for having kids that are bigger than toddlers. And then, you know, when you're dealing with kids that can start to reason when they're seven and eight and nine, and that's getting you ready for the teen years, right? And then they become teenagers, and that's getting you ready for when they leave the house and go out on their own, whether they seek their own job, college, getting married, having their own kids. So every step of the way is for Preparing you, there's a part of it preparing you for the next step. And so everybody talks about the terrible twos and how hard those are and things like that. And that's just getting you ready for the next thing. And then how we respond to it matters too, because that's, you know, the better we respond to these things and look to God for wisdom and ask God for help in these things will help us also in the next stage. So, Moses has this conversation with God right here at the end of his mountaintop experience. And then it says in verse 15 that Moses turned and went down from the mountain with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand. Tablets that were written on both sides, on the front and on the back, they were written. The tablets were the work of God and the writing was the writing of God engraved on the tablets. Now, if you remember at the end of the other chapter, chapter 31, it says the finger of God written with the finger of God. When Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said to Moses, There is a noise of war in the camp. But he said, It is not the sound of shouting for victory or the sound of 
cry of the cry of the feet, but the sound of singing that I hear. And as soon as they came near the camp and saw the calf and the dancing, Moses' Moses's anger burned hot, and he threw the tablets out of his hands and broke them at the foot of the mountain. He took the calf that had that they had made and burned it with the fire and ground it to powder and scattered it on the water and made the people of Israel drink it. Wow, well, I think that's a whole other episode, right? I just wanted to you know, look at Moses might seem like the good parent and then comes down and faces the toddler. <laughs> and what is going on? Or faces the teenager or whatever it might be. The teenager just wrecked their car. But here is a people, two or three million people, and in less than 40 days, because the cow is made and they are worshiping and they've already created songs to worship this cow. So there has been some thought, time, and energy going into this party, this worship of a little God. And so Moses is justly angry. There's a justice to Moses here. Um, and of course, no one is stopping him. Like they, they, Here's their God, but they... And Moses comes down, and Moses is a righteous man who's just been in the presence of the Holy One of Israel, the one true living God. And so when he throws that cow in the fire and that golden image in the fire and then melts the, melts the gold and uh, throws it in the water and it makes them all drink it, three million people drinking water, that takes some time, right? There is some righteousness about Moses, who's been in the presence of God for 40 days. But I want you to think about when you get caught in your sin. What that, that's just a, that's not a great feeling. But if the person who is calling you out is doing it out of righteousness, they're, they're, they're right. And they're, they're not hypocritical about it. And you know that they care for you. So Moses just demonstrated his care for the people by reminding God who the people were. And now he comes down and does that. So in all of this, and talking about my children, talking about Levi and Jacob having birthdays, both fully grown out on their own. Jacob is married and four children. Levi is engaged. Both of them are involved in their churches, active in pursuing God. And, uh, but as they were growing up, they and their siblings, there were moments where they needed to be called out. And there were moments when, even in, in parenting, where I was wrong, right? And so this, this, is a, this is an interesting thing. Here is Moses, the Moses has this anger issue that's going to come back and bite them, throwing down the tablets. Maybe that wasn't the cool thing to do. Maybe that wasn't the right thing to do. But taking care of that cow, that was definitely the right thing to do, right? Let's get rid of the image and let's get back to the one true living God. So today to think about what is it that's keeping you 
from worshiping God in spirit and truth, what's keeping you from really the presence of God, if you will, and to encourage you to think about that, let God minister to you, and let God remind you of who he is and how he loves you, and and to go from there. What a great what a great way to start this Monday. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Hope you have a great day. This was really long. My apologies. God bless you guys. Again, happy birthday. Delated to Levi. And maybe I won't forget tomorrow, Jake, to wish you a happy birthday. God bless.